Welcome to Happy Hour for your weekly shot of fun with my mom, Happy Tracy. I need to get next to the microphone. Yeah, we're both next to the microphone. And you're going to talk loud. I am because my, my name is Tracy. <laughs> oh, you fooled me. <laughs> I forgot. You forgot? I forgot my well, name. Welcome to Happy Hour with Happy Tracy. Mm. Uh, that's Happy Tracy right there, of Who? course. Where? Right there. Hmm. And my name is John. And I just want to point out right now, you are not speaking towards the microphone. Oh, hi. And I am. Okay. And you okay. have to like make your voice loud, too, because on the last podcast, you figured out the mic placement, but you... Talk like you whisper. Well, it's a careless whisper. I should have known better. <laughs> so, okay, you guys, uh, this has been a really, really interesting week for us. Uh, last Thursday night on Amazon, uh, Amazon Prime, uh, a new four-part docu-comedy series dropped called Lula Rich. And mm-hmm. it, the subject matter was our former wholesaler. And uh, we just ended our, you know, normal live sale and I was like what what questions do you guys have for us so we have a bunch of questions that we're gonna answer um, I took screenshots of all of them so I will ask them of you and you and I can answer them together uh, but I'm sure you have some things that you want to say about the documentary as well uh, and we'll go from there and I've got a feeling more questions are gonna pop up because of oh this. my gosh I love the questions because we lived in this world for yeah. for almost four years yeah. and um, so like I feel like what we know we we kind of take for granted and we don't really think about the fact that like people don't know what we know when we feel like it's just common knowledge right so I'm really 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 excited so John I have a question what's your question did you know that they were gonna make a documentary we did know they were gonna make a documentary and I think we've shared this before uh, Lula Rao, uh, one of the officers of the company actually approached Tracy um, among other retailers and asked if Tracy would be a part of the documentary and your answer was yes Yes, absolutely. I said I would be in the documentary. And why did you say yes? Um. Well, well. Um. I really enjoy attention. <laughs> like that's the the honest part. I love attention. Okay. I don't like when people aren't mean to me, right. but I love attention. So, um, yeah. Why wouldn't I want to be on there and like? Hey, it's like a free promo for your shop sure. if you're going to be on this documentary. We are okay. I had to make sure that we're alive. We are alive. And um and so they also we're very close to the family. We've talked about this in previous podcasts. Right. We're very close to the family. We're very close with a lot of people in LuLaRoe and it was like, "Hey, will you like uh be here as a uh with us?" Right? Right? So I was like, yeah, of course, I would do anything for you guys. You guys have changed my life right. with your business. Right. Sure. So uh, you were not in the documentary. I mean, you were. There's the, there's a couple spots where there are clips of you in the documentary. Yay. And clips of a lot of our friends. So many friends. So that many, was so fun for me. So many friends. So uh, then after we got the information, the production company reached out to you. Yes. We got an email, and then we didn't respond to that email for a while. So what happened was the production sent an email and said, Hey, 
Uh, we're excited to set up an interview with you. This is like the interview schedule, blah, blah, blah. And we said, um, we, and then you started looking into this production company. I did. I did. I used a, an application. Perhaps you've heard of it. It's called Google. <laughs> and I put this production company's name into the Google search bar to see who they were and what they were about. And what I discovered was they had done a documentary that was on Hulu that we very much enjoyed. We really, really loved it. It was called Fire Fraud. <laughs> and it's and a you. fantastic documentary. I highly recommend it. But when you see that these are the people that did Fire Fraud, it might be a little bit of a red flag when we're going to be potentially participating in it, speaking for the company that, that they were doing it on. So what happened after I told you that? So then we really had to reconsider if, if that was the direction we wanted to go because we knew it wasn't going to be just like a straight up documentary. It wasn't going to mm -hmm. be Sesame Street. Right. It was going to be an expose. Right. So. Well, and then another thing happened was one of the retailers that uh, was was asked to participate is a very good friend of ours and she declined the opportunity. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then we don't know, I don't, do we know the retailer that was actually in it that is still correct? I do we, not. So we do not know Jill. I'll say her name. She was, she was in she the was documentary. In um, and Jill made a post in a retailer group that, um, about her experience, which also caused some red flags for us. So for the interview, we were going to be getting the list of questions that they were going to ask us ahead of time so that we knew what they were, so we knew what to expect. So she made a post on Facebook and she said, hey, uh, I had my interview. I don't think this is going to portray LuLaRoe in a good light. They were asking questions I wasn't expecting and it made me really nervous and they were trying to like catch me and make me change my words and twist them around and she's like, I don't feel comfortable with what just happened. Somebody screenshot that, I don't know who it was, right. and sent it to us and then we were like, uh-oh, yeah, this is not good. Right, so we already she, had the red flags that yeah. I found out. Then we saw the red flags that Jill raised and then what did we do? And then we ended up within like a month or so leaving the company. So we no longer um, sell that brand. So of course we weren't going to go on the documentary at that point. We, we can't because we don't sell that brand anymore. It would so. be kind of weird. It, that would have been weird had we been on there and then like in the postscript of the uh, the, the documentary. Oh my gosh. And Happy Tracy has That would have been gold for them now yeah, with exactly. what they did. So I'm, I was expecting the documentary to be like, uh, peeling back all the layers, pulling back the veil, showing everything. And I'm going to be honest and say there's a lot that they left out. Sure. Now, um, I, I think we've, we've shared this before. There, there is a, non-disparagement clause that yeah. you are um that you've agreed to yes so, so there is it's part of the contract as a retailer yeah. you cannot speak negatively about LuLaRoe or another retailer for 12 months of your departure right not that i have anything bad to say john i don't well i don't i don't i think for the most part you don't i mean 
uh, I, I think I've seen people, other former retailers post, uh, were there bad times? Yeah. Were there some great times? Yeah. And I, I think it's it's fair to say that you could probably say that about any business that you work for, that, that there's going to be some good times, there's going to be some bad times. I've had some amazing times with uh, my role at Disney. I've had some really terrible times with yeah, my role at true. Disney. Yeah, that's true. Any job so, is like that. Yeah, I mean, it could be like that. So I think before we dive into just our thoughts about the, the docu-series, I, I think we got to say this, and that is... Um, if you were a retailer with LuLaRoe, your story is valid. So whatever happened to you, if it didn't work out for you, if you uh, ended up worse off, if you ended up better off, that's your story. That's yours. We are not here to uh, dispute that. We're not here to uh, say that your experience wasn't valid. Um, I think one of the things that we see on a regular basis uh, from multiple parties is gaslighting where people say, well, that didn't happen to you. That's not, that's not the case. And uh, gaslighting is really, it's really subtle. Uh, it's really dangerous. It really puts people in the wrong frame of mind. It makes them think, wait a minute, am I crazy? This is what happened to me, but this person is telling me that it, it didn't, didn't happen. It didn't. So, so if you are a current retailer or a former retailer and you're listening to this, your story is valid. It's your truth that happened to you. This is our story. So this is what this is what happened to Happy Tracy, uh, and that that's it really. Um, now I, th I think one of the one of the key things about the the docu series that we saw was that it felt like to us that a lot of the topics, topics covered really was pretty old news. And I would say 90% of what went on happened, that they covered in the docuseries, happened before you even started up with LuLaRoe. Exactly. Yeah. Um, one of the people in there that spoke, Becca, she never sold or bought LuLaRoe. Right. She's like basically an independent investigator. Mm -hmm. um, I actually like her. She's clever. She's a very clever girl. Then there's Roberta, mm -hmm. who has, in my opinion, a savior complex. Wow. Okay. And she has said not nice things about me. Okay. so Which early, we have screenshots. Earlier on, the, on our live sale, uh, we uh, mentioned that there was somebody that was, uh, somebody that was in the show that was... Uh, publicly rude to you um some might call it bullying some might some might and um and i would she, say defamatory is that like a word i i think she how about she acknowledged me and it wasn't kind and dismissed you she dismissed me so yeah. she said that i was a luro token right and they do that with people of color and disabled people. Right. Now, she was saying it as a negative against LuLaRoe. But by using that term, that is highly derogatory towards the person you're referring to. Right. That is a human. That is a person. Let's say LuLaRoe was using me for my disability. That's on them. Don't make me an insignificant person. Like, right. I don't matter. And the only thing about me is that I happen 
to be a person that also has a disability. Like she completely dismissed me as a human being and as a worthy individual when she said that. Um, Recently, somebody had a status update on Facebook and they said that she was a bully and that that group she has is her group and they're all bullies. That's not her group. And she came in and she said, I never talked about you. I'm not a bully. That is not my group. Which is so crazy because she's literally doing what she said that LuLaRoe did, which is gaslighting. Which is, that never happened. Th- and that's her story. So that's her story. That is her story. We're not saying that that didn't happen to her. That's her story. Yeah. This is our story. It's and, such a uh, bummer, though, because uh, just own it. You said mean things about people. Right. You let people tear each other down. Yeah. And that is not what we're like. That is not what we're about. And that is not what we're here to do. I'm not here to tear down LuLaRoe. I'm not here to tear down any retailer. But if you behaved in a certain way, like own it, own it. So, um, I I, I was going to start answering questions, but go ahead. I I, I think we just got to wrap up this particular topic because it's it's a spicy one. I mean, she uh, now has made a name for herself. Yes, um, she's huge she's, on TikTok. She has a podcast. She got a she got a blue check mark. I, I think don't she know. Does. I think she's, she's like got a blue check mark. she probably does. She's she's really you're right. Made a name for herself as an anti MLM advocate. However, she's not a saint, and she's not saving lives. If she really was concerned about me, she does not have a blue check mark. If she was concerned about me or any retailer in LuLaRoe, she would not cut them down. She would not say mean things about them or dehumanize them or turn them into the only thing interesting about you is that you have black skin or you utilize a wheelchair sometimes or, you know, like if she really truly cared about people, she would reach out in kindness and say, I would like to save you from what I call a cult, not be mean. So I, I think that um, if just, she hears this, she will tear me apart on TikTok, and everyone will hate me. That's fine. That's, <laughs> uh, uh, she never will. I'm not important. I'm a token. Right. Um, I, I think the the thing about this is that this was a comment that she made in the defective group over a year ago um, on a comment thread, which uh, your you came up in conversation because. Deanne, the owner of LuLaRoe, made a made an Instagram post about how we love you, Happy Tracy. And then people are like, well, who's Happy Tracy? And why would she love her? And that's when uh, Roberta jumped in and said, she's a token. Um, you have not been able to be indefective. Uh, you did not want that negativity in your life. Yeah. I have been monitoring defective for quite some time. Maybe I'll get kicked out after that, but it doesn't matter because we still got sock puppet accounts in there. So, <laughs> John. I mean, no, it's true. <laughs> so even if you kick us out, we'll still be in there. Don't worry about it. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, because we we watch when people are saying stuff about us. Yeah. And, and that has, you have come up a couple of times. There's a, there's another person that, that posts quite a bit in Defective who uh, did like this investigation on you and figured out who you were and and what, how often I use a wheelchair and when which you is use it so or, weird to me yeah, it, it was it, it was really really bizarre I, I, I got those receipts too so we can we, <laughs> you know if anybody needs to see them I, I'll I got post them too. on patreon yeah I mean it, it's really it was so bizarre 
that they would spend so much time and effort to figure out who you were and, and what you had to do with Little Row. Like, why? Yeah. Why? I don't know. It's I, so I, weird. I really don't know because it was the, the whole thing was just was just bizarre. So I, I think, you know, one thing when you're watching, um, when you're watching Lulu Rich and you see Roberta and she is um, kind of placed in like this, like this, like the, like the, the protagonist, like the hero of this. Yeah. Um, just know that, you know, there are multifacets to everyone. And in our experience with her, it was a negative one. And yeah. uh, and she she doesn't know she we've never met her she was out of Lularoe before we even got in right we had um, at one point we had like one mutual friend but they're no longer friends on Facebook yeah. which is fascinating um, and somebody a non Lularoe person mm-hmm. uh, and somebody that that I've known for thirty years and, and it was like one of those things where it was like how could you be friends with this person yeah she's but, a big bully um, but they're not they're not friends anymore. What's interesting is a lot of the information in that documentary was up through to summer 2017. Right. And we joined in summer 2017. Right. So all the stuff about how you whatever you bought would feed into the bonus check for the person above you was completely not valid by the time we joined. It was gone. The buyback policy was in full effect when we were there. Correct. So a lot of um, the holes and leggings, that was non-existent by we the time we joined. Um, I want to say maybe like once, maybe twice there were holes and leggings. But I will say with our new shop, we've had zero holes and leggings. Yeah. Zero. And when we did have holes and leggings, we didn't sell them. We sent them back, and they gave us our money back, and right. it was no problem at all. We never had an issue. So one of the things that people complain about, and I don't know if it was a documentary, but I've been watching a lot of the YouTubes about LuLaRoe and people that leave and getting mad, is um, that they had to pay for shipping to ship those items back to LuLaRoe. Which is funny, since they got free shipping to get them. Every order you place with LuLaRoe as a retailer, you don't pay any shipping on right. or taxes. Right. Which, that is not the case if you own your own store. Yeah. If I you mean, own your own store, you're paying for shipping every time you have something shipped to you. Right. And, and guess what? Hopefully it sells. Yeah. Don't know how sell. And hopefully it's not defective. Because if it's defective, most of these places will be yep. like, oh, okay, well, yep. sorry about that. Usually have like 24 hours to tell them if it's defective. Yeah. I'm not going to inspect every piece coming in here. How am I going to know in right. that amount of time? Right. Um, I've... With like jeans that with a zipper broken, I just keep them. Right. I'm like, oh, those are mine. So. So I so I think I think one of the key things, um, just to reiterate, when you signed up, the bonus structure was already changed. Yes. So. Uh, and that so was for, a big topic in well, the documentary. It was a big topic, and it was it was, uh, it was one of those things where, you know, it had it had just changed when we signed up. Had it not changed, I would not have let you sign up. Yep. I mean, it, it was when I realized that your sponsor, who we love, we have a great relationship with right. to this day, um, when I realized that the only way they made money off of us is if we were successful, I was fine with that. I, I, don't, I don't have an issue with that. 
But for those retailers that worked there prior to 2017, and they were told buy more, sell more, um, according to them, I don't know. I've never really heard that. I've never heard that. Um, I, I think that, that that would be really unfortunate um, to get that kind of advice. And it's a, it's a shame that, that a lot of people followed that advice because uh, it inflated the earnings of people that you know probably didn't deserve it. I mean, if your advice to somebody is you just need to buy more and more will sell, that's probably not the best advice. I, I would want to make sure that the stuff I have sells before I yes. get my inventory yes. bloated. I mean, I, I saw one post recently where somebody said that they, they lost $67,000 doing this. Oh, no. My heart breaks for them. That's hard. I, 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 that is life-destroying. Yeah, it is. That is terrible. That's terrible. How did that happen? What What happened? What... What was going on? They listened somebody... to someone who said, just keep buying and, and it eventually it'll sell. It's terrible. But we, honestly, we have been live every single day on Facebook from February 11, 2018 until this past weekend, right. September 11th. Right. That was our first time not going live right. on a Facebook platform. Um, And it was weird. But like, I don't know. We worked really, really hard. We did have people on our team. We did recruit. Mm -hmm. It was never based on um, what you buy, I get a bonus on. It was always based on what you sell. And with every single person on our team, we helped with advice on how to sell as much as possible. We never told them it was easy. Some people we told not to go into the business because it was a really hard business. Right. Who wants to go live on Facebook every day? We're the only crazy people that want to do it. We're right. the only ones. Right. Everyone else takes time off. Yeah, we, I mean, we had somebody sign up under us that um, we we did not feel great about it. We we didn't feel great, and no, it, I'm I'm just gonna, I'm gonna say this. You know, our thinking back then was, well, they're probably gonna do this anyways. Yeah. So let's let them sign up under us and hopefully we can guide them to a modicum of success. And the reality is when that retailer followed your advice, that retailer was incredibly successful. Made money. Yeah. Yep. Yep. It's so, true. And then And we're not saying anything negative about that retailer. We are not. No. We are not. We're not saying anything. Um, I, I haven't seen anything negative about anybody that was on our team ever. I think that, that We had everybody... amazing people on our team. We made some hopefully lifelong friends. I hope so. I hope so. Uh, I think that we had... Um, uh, we, we did... Uh, one of the questions that you got earlier tonight was what level did you achieve hmm. with Lulu Rao? I've gotten that question a few times from people since the documentary is aired. Yeah. We were a trainer. Right. So the different levels were... Um, a retailer and then next was sponsor yep. and then next was trainer right so you had to have 10 people under you to be a trainer yes you had Three to have one person directly. okay and you had to have one person under you to be a sponsor then after us was coach what was it to hit coach i don't even remember like i, mean, I think oh, it's it was three, three trainers, trainers. It was three trainers and then after that is mentor and, and i think it was like five or seven coach it was some crazy amount so 
pre-2017, when everybody and their mother's signing up, people are hitting these ranks easier and easier and easier. Like it's like, it's like oh, I signed up and I'm a trainer. I mean, literally, that's how it was for folks. Um, that was not the case for us. I mean, it, it was a, a slow and steady climb. Um, also, we not just uh, recruited people, which yep. we did, because yep. it was like, if you're going to sign up, sign up under us. There were a lot of people who we had in our group and shoppers and friends mm-hmm. that signed up with other people. Yeah. We did have people that signed up under us. What's crazy is like none of those people talk to us anymore. No, that's not true. I don't know. It's no. awkward. It's awkward. No, um, but no, there's there's somebody that that still talks to us. Uh, one person. There's there. But when people would leave, yeah, we would we would take teams as people quit. Yes. So we did that three times yep. as people quit. And that is how we became trainer. We yeah. never would have been trainer otherwise. No, we wouldn't have been. So it was because we were inheriting teams as people left. And that is the truth on yep. how we became trainer. Yep. That well, is very true. We had one of the biggest teams. We did. As a, like, the biggest team without being coach, for sure. Yeah. I, was it 185 people at one at point? At one point, yeah. Which yeah. is crazy. And that was direct. So where, uh, where is your million dollar check that you received? Never got a million dollar check, girl. <laughs> yeah. So that's another thing that the documentary, it made it look like everybody yeah. like that was part of the structure yeah. was making ridiculous amounts of money. That is not true. The people that got in first and were the highest rank mm-hmm. were the ones that... They had to sell a certain amount right. to hit their bonus. Right. More on that in March 2022. Yeah, yeah. Well, but that's, that's for another podcast. And some of them were, they, they legitimately sold. Yeah. They, our highest level mentor, I saw her selling. I saw her going live. Yeah. I saw it. And that's all I can say about that. Um, well, I, I think so you can here, say more things that I can't because you're not under contract. Well, here's here's the interesting thing, and this is like a nuance that you don't really get from the uh, documentary. So they, uh, the documentary uses the p word a lot. We're not going to use that on this podcast. No, it's um, a p, and it's in the shape of a triangle. Right, and you we're might not find them, going to say those words. You, you might find them in Egypt. <laughs> so um so they they referenced that a lot but what they didn't dive into and I, I understand why they didn't this is a nuance this is this is something hard to explain is that there are i think the best way to describe it is there are these fiefdoms there are these little kingdoms within the overall field and the more people you have in your downline the 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 greater the influence your fiefdom has unless you are kind enough to open up your fiefdom and allow any retailer to come in because you and the other people on your team provide amazing resources to help the field do better um, I think one of the things that that I would assume was going on prior to 2017 I would assume that there were not a lot of resources out there for folks. I don't, I, once again, it's before we got there, but I don't know if people were selling best practices. That's true. You know, sharing best practices. 
And that that was really different when we were there. Yeah. Because there were um, uh, our sponsors had a very large group uh, where uh, initially they provided a lot of great trainings. And it's not just the motivational trainings that they focused on in um, uh, in the documentary. It was here's how you take a picture. Here's how you go live. Yes. This is how you want to set things up. Like technically, our this direct is how... sponsors were yeah. amazing at setting us up for success. Right. And here's the thing: instead of resisting, saying you can't tell me what to do, right. which a lot of people did, yep. which led to their downfall, we did every single thing they told us to do, yeah. even when it didn't feel good. I mean, they they had a yeah. couple of hard conversations with us about where we were and what we were doing, um, but it was. Uh, it was feedback that came from a kind and caring place. Right. And, and one of those this, and it wasn't buy more, sell more. It was. It was like, like, okay, you're going live and you're holding your phone in your hand. You need to put your phone on a tripod. Yeah. That was like week one yeah. in the business. I was like, oh, you're right. I should put it on a tripod. Right. Why didn't I think of that? <laughs> so, so when you, if you're, if you're not in LuLaRoe, you, you don't understand that there are all of these other places that have best practices and um, trainings and, and really things that can help you develop your business. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I think one of the... Lularo provides training. They do. They do. They, they have do. like a hub on their website where you can get a whole bunch of training. Mm-hmm. But really your immediate sponsor does it too. And that's the one that you have the personal connection with. Right. Not everybody has a personal connection to home office we're very, very lucky to have a personal connection with the owners, yeah. with the the executive team. Yeah. We were very lucky to live near home office when yeah. everything was here. Yep. So there were like three LuLaRoe buildings when we first signed up. Yeah. And by the time we left, there was one. Right. And that's where the interview was filmed. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say we were very close with the owners and the family. Very close to the point where we called them mom and dad. I did. No, you did. I would not do that. And to and. But I, I think the um. I, I think that, okay. Here's how I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna finish my sentence. Okay, but leaving ahead. them was the hardest part of leaving the company. Oh yeah, for, I mean for you that was like. The that yeah. Was like breaking up. That was like. It it was a breakup. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was not a I quit. It was. Um, it was a breakup and for you that conversation was really rough and I couldn't even be in the room for it because it just yeah. stressed me out too much. Uh, and it was, you were very much having a, uh, it, it's not you, it's me conversation. Yeah. I mean, bottom line, we signed up with LuLaRoe because they had just gotten the contract for Disney. Yep. We wanted to sell Disney and I knew I was getting sicker and didn't yep. know what my future was going to be with my career. Right. And I needed a backup plan just in case I couldn't continue with my future with right. Disney. So we signed up for that as like a backup plan. Right. This and was then I went supposed out, to be a side hustle. It's supposed to be a side hustle. Yeah. So then when I got really sick and I went on a medical leave of absence, then we did it full time because I was home and I could do it sitting down. I didn't start doing live standing up until what? Two years ago? Yeah. Last year? 2020? Last year. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. So I, we started in 2017. And sat for every single live. We would have people say, you know, your lives are really good, but it'd be so much better if you stood up. And you'd be like, uh, I can't. I can't stand up. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I could. I couldn't stand for more than an hour. And now that I can stand for like an hour, I, I, I want to say it was really 2020 where I started standing. But it could have been before that. Mm-hmm. It could have been. I'm not sure. So interesting. Or not. So what were you going to say? Um, Sorry I interrupted you. I don't know. Maybe it's time for me. Anyways. We any, have questions. Any other? Well, let's just answer the questions. Okay. That, so, that we got. so we, got we were questions. live on our... Yeah. Shopping platform tonight. Right. Our Facebook page is Shop Happy Tracy. Our app is Shop Happy Tracy. And people had seen the documentary over the weekend. And we said, tell us questions that you want us to answer on the podcast. Yep. So you took, what was the one that I said I wanted to answer first? It was one of the last, I think it was the last question. I think it was, did you ever feel like you were in a pyramid scheme? I think okay, that was the question. Why don't we just go through them in order? But no, I said I wanted to answer it first. All right, all right. So I'm going to answer this one. I never felt like I was in a pyramid scheme. And the reason is I was buying clothes and selling clothes. Right. And the bonus was just that, a bonus. I have friends who their bonus goes into their savings account. Right. They never even touch it. Right. We live in Southern California. We touched it. It is very expensive to live here. And we used every dollar every single month. Yeah. Um, I never felt like I was in a pyramid scheme and I do not view it as a pyramid scheme. And sorry, John, I just said it, but I said, I didn't say like, I I said definitively, I don't, we bought product and sold product. Also, we came in after the bonus program changed. So it wasn't contingent on encouraging people underneath you to accumulate inventory in their house. Yeah. And like I said before, had the... The policy been that you got bonuses based off of what people below you bought. There is no way we would have done this. No way. Yeah. There's. I mean, that is that that is mind-boggling. I mean, that's that is. They're very fortunate they changed it when they did. They needed to. Yeah. So, they were smart too. Okay, so I'm gonna go through the questions. Kimberly Diaz asked, "How were the cruises?" <gasps> the cruises were amazing. All right. They were so much fun. Well, not all of them. I'll be honest. <laughs> well, we, I mean, you know, we had two really different experiences. We are in four trips, three cruises and one Cancun trip. We left before we could take the last Cancun trip. We had one cruise get canceled, and they offered us four different things in lieu of that trip, and we took 100,000 Marriott Bonvoy points, which we well, still have. Are they going to expire? No. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah. So we, we still have those, um, and we'll probably, we'll actually probably use those to help pay for a trip to Walt Disney World. Yeah. <gasps> I can't wait. Right, so we'll do that. And then we went on two cruises. Now, the first cruise that we went on, we had, uh, we were really, Happy Tracy's a little bit of a unicorn, because when we started, she was like, I want to get on that cruise. That's, that is my goal. Yes. I want to get on that cruise. And we started in the middle of July. In the middle of July. So, so. We got our stuff to like July 15th. So July 15th, we started going live. I was like, Tracy, I don't think that we're going to get on the cruise because we were going to have to cruise qualify. July, July August, through. September, October, November, December. We had no space. Okay. Now, we've never really talked about that dollar amount that's required to cruise qualify. It wasn't in the documentary either, right? It wasn't. I think we need to say what that but is. But it was the top 2.9%. Something like that. Of the company to earn the cruise. Right. 
And we qualified say, every single month. I want to say the number. Okay. I want to say, I'm going to say the number. Because we had to sell this. This yeah. is not a, bo- a bonus. Right. right. This is so, hard work. So you had to sell at least $12,000 of LuLaRoe in a month to qualify for the cruise. Yeah. And I want everyone to know that this girl right here, <laughs> cruise qualified every month she was with LuLaRoe. Yeah, we were, it was us, so we was worked you. hard to, no, it, it was, was us. I couldn't have done it if you weren't shipping. Well, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so that's, that's really, um, that's a pretty significant number. Now that's, that's revenue. Um, when you, when you take out the expenses of everything. Expenses, uh, your, postage, shipping. Right. You're, you're probably. Cost of goods, taxes. Yeah, you're taking home 25% of that. So, um, so, I mean, that's, that's what it takes to, to cruise qualify. So the first time the, that you cruise qualified, that we cruise qualified, you started July 15th. I started you, July 15th and the convention was July 28th. Right. And you went to that. And I went to the convention. And you had already, by the time you went to the convention, you had already cruise qualified. I had already cruise qualified. For that first month. And I was wearing like massive LuLaRoe unicorns. A unicorn is something that is really, really hard to find. And uh, back then my hair was still like brown. Yeah, you were still working for Disney. And I was still working at Disney. So I was working. We had already cruise qualified in like 13 days. I was at convention. I was in my wheelchair. And people surrounded me saying, how are you doing this? When I thought this was just normal. I didn't know. We had no idea. We had no idea. We had no idea. That this was tough to do. I mean, it was hard work, but we had no idea that it was that it was like, oh, you're in like the top three percent of the company. I think that's really important to note too. Right. We had no idea that that was hard to do because we have work ethic where we work constantly. Right. And that's not to say that other people don't have a work ethic. That's not that. No. But we we just had a goal and we went for it. So we just thought we were like along with everybody else. All right. Yeah. We didn't we, know. We didn't know. We didn't know. Um. So so that was really funny. So we. So, I don't even think you had been, you hadn't even been selling for like 12 or 13 days. Uh, mm-hmm. You went to convention. I did not go, but mm-hmm. I did go with you to a team dinner that our sponsors hosted. Yes, and that's right. Because everybody was in town for convention. Right. So, one of the things that was really funny about that. Oh, oh, and I'd actually had a surgical procedure done that morning on my spine. Right. I forgot right. about that. So, you had that. So, um... So one of the things that happened at that team dinner was that our sponsor uh, was like, sit with us. You you sit with us uh, for this. Because they were really the only person that we really knew. Yeah. And, you know, there was, there was a little bit of a vibe going on where we felt, I don't know if they felt this, but we kind of felt like they were like, who the hell is this chick? And why is she sitting next to the our sponsor like this. This is really kind of weird. And it was, um, and that I, I, I share that because that's kind of a precursor to what happened on that first cruise. So not we, everybody was kind to us at all times. Right. And now I am under a contract where I can't say anything negative and I'm going to let John speak. Okay. So, uh, when we got on the cruise, uh, that was really, my first exposure 
to all the top retailers that were out there uh, because they were, for the most part, I think for, for the most part, everybody except for like Sarah Gibbons was there. I don't think Sarah Gibbons went on that cruise. Um, she was. She was on that first yeah. one? Yeah. Oh, okay. So, so back then, the top sellers for LuLaRoe were making over 100000 a month. Yeah. In revenue. Which is amazing. Kudos to them. Can you even imagine? I can't even. I can't even imagine how much shipping that would be. I can't so, imagine a hundred thousand dollars a month. I can't, I can't even. I can't even either. So, um, so we went on the cruise, and we really only knew our sponsors and a couple of other people on the team that were also cruise qualifiers, but we didn't really know them well. We got to know them much better later. Um, but as we went around the ship and would do things. Um, you know, there, there was a, there was a different vibe then. Uh, so this is, this is the 2017 cruise that was taking place in 2018. So everybody that went through all of that stuff that you saw in the documentary, those were the people that were on this ship. And, um, uh, you know, I'll just say not everybody was kind. Uh, you were using a, a scooter at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, there were there were times where, you know, you would want to use a, a table designated for guests with disabilities, and somebody without a disability would be sitting there, and you'd be like, "May I use this table?" Because I can't physically get, and I was very very sick then, and I yeah. just had surgery a month before. Right. And when you're in a scooter and you don't have the kind of um, turning radius, yeah, to get through places, that's why they have accessible tables. Right. So, I'm sorry, can I? And, like, they sit down right as you're about to sit there. Right. These are all people that have not been with the company for years, so I could say. Yeah, I think so. And um, people would be really mean. Yeah. Mean. Yeah. Oh, my God. Fine. I'll move. Right. Like, we got that. And I sat at a table in the dining room and cried out of frustration right. that I had to use the wheelchair in the first place. Yeah, you didn't want to be sick. I don't want to be Ill. sick and frustration that like we did not fit in on that cruise. It w- that was not totally our vibe. Um, that being said, uh, we had a great time with our sponsors. We had a great time with other people on the greater team that, um, uh, that we were with. Uh, and you, and that was really your first opportunity to meet DM. Yes. I was just thinking about that. Yeah. And, um, no matter what, it was the biggest ship that Royal Caribbean had. Yeah. And we had, you and I had fun alone together. Oh, hey. <laughs> like that. we watched, there were movies. Yeah. We had a really great room. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we, we enjoyed everything. Yeah. We, we had a great time. So that cruise was, um, it was definitely, like we were super happy we went on it. We really enjoyed it. There were definitely issues. Um, I, you know, I do recognition events for Disney and when I walked in and saw everything that they had done for this event, for this recognition event, I was like, holy cow. Like I could see the money that they spent on this. Yeah. I mean, just, it was just unreal. And, um, I think the, uh, the events manager for Lularoe. She's amazing. I have the utmost respect for her. I, um, and 
it's so funny. We've been if she if she ever becomes a free agent and I have an open position at my work, <laughs> I'm 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 reaching out. Like the her and her team went on the ship a week prior and they were on the sailing before yeah. us to set everything up for us to yeah. record like welcome videos yeah. and show us around the ship. It was really amazing. And there were trainings on the cruise yep. that you had to go to, mandatory trainings. Yeah. And our second cruise, yeah. I got to be a speaker on the main stage. You did. You did. And it was... And that was life-changing. It was. That, that was... Um, I think they talk about it in the documentary a little bit about being Lula famous. That's when you became Lula famous. Yeah, I think so. That's so, pretty cool. But, like, I truly enjoyed and embraced every single person I got to talk to mm -hmm. that was kind to me. And right. what a difference when you're like a speaker on the main stage yep. versus when you're the new girl in a scooter. Yep. Like, yep. and that is really sad. And I think that's why Roberta's comment about me being a token hurt even more okay. because it's like, I am so much more than my disability. I should put that on a shirt. Yeah. Hmm. That would be good. I think, I, and just to put a button on the whole Roberta thing, um, we've, you have made the comment back to Roberta on this. On status, Facebook. On Facebook, on the status update. You tagged her in it. You tagged her in the receipts. She sees it. Yeah. She's ignoring it. There's no responses. And yeah. she's not going to respond. She and that's won't, fine. Because we have screenshots of her talking ill of me. Right. And she has a savior complex. Yeah. She has nothing to say. Right. So, anyways. Okay. So, uh, did we enjoy the cruises? Yes, we Cruise did. Cruises were amazing. We, we loved them. Um, so I much think, fun. Uh, you, you know, some things to know. Uh, it was a free cruise. Your cabin was assigned to you based off of um, how well your sales were. Uh, I will tell you that second cruise, but well, on both cruises, amazing cabins. The second cruise, seriously the best cabin we will ever have in our lives. Mm. Oh, okay, maybe, maybe not, but it was really pretty good. Yeah, it was amazing. Amazing. And um, amazing. I th we did have to pay our airfare to get yes. there. And the um, uh, hotel accommodations, like before and after, but it's not like that's a surprise. And the second cruise was in um, Puerto, Puerto Rico, Rico. so, so we had to fly to Puerto Rico, which is very expensive, and then uh, pay for the hotel in Puerto yeah. Rico the day before and the day of because there's no flights leaving because it's Puerto Rico and they just had a hurricane and the whole right. island. It was really great to bring that tourist revenue into Puerto Rico, though, because they needed it. Right. Yeah, that was a moment in time where they definitely needed it. I, I think that um, not enough can be said about that. How uh, I, I think... Um, what? Speak louder. Oh my gosh. You were getting quiet. So uh, I, I just think that, you know, when you when you are on a, a trip like this from a company, you do want to tip appropriately. And I, I, I know that we did, and I hope that everybody did. Yeah. So, all Hopefully. Right. So, so, cruise were fun. Those were the cruises. Let's see what the next questions were. Uh, is it true that no one could talk to you after you left? Okay. So when we left, uh, I keep in touch with a ton of my friends that are still there. Yep. A ton. I love them. Uh, when hasn't responded to my text since Friday. Don't think I don't notice. <laughs> I will be texting you after our Patreon because you owe me a text back. But like me leaving has not affected how I feel about anybody that I considered a friend. However, when I left, 
some people were not kind to me. Right. Why? I don't know. Was it because I didn't tell them personally that I was leaving? Right. When I left Disney, I didn't tell people personally I was leaving. There's too many people to tell. There are too many people there's to tell. Many, there's too many people. So it, it, I got like unfriended. I got blocked. I got like text messages that hurt my feelings. I'm like, I thought we were actually friends. So. I, and I think I, I talked about all those fiefdoms, all those, all those groups that are out there in the field. Um, the moment you leave, the moment they know that you leave, you get booted from those groups, which is fine. That's totally okay. Right. I mean, we, but like, if we're not part of the community anymore, we have no business being in there. But the key thing is, there's a community that exists outside of that, and um, and we have found that, and uh, there are other independent boutique owners that we're we're connected with, and once again, we talk best practices. We talk what's working and what's not working, and we learn from each other. So that community that was so important to us with LuLaRoe still exists. It's just in a different form, and um, I'll I'll just leave it at that. It's in a different form. Okay, so at this time, we are 54 minutes. How long are we into live? We're 49? Okay, so we can still go. Yeah, let's keep going. But... When we hit 55 minutes, we're going to have to sign off. Okay. It'll be a second part podcast. Okay. But anyone on our Patreon will be able to watch the entire thing now as we record it. Okay. Okay. Will you be able to edit that? Yeah. Okay. You can branch off into a second one? Yeah. Okay. Yep, yep, yep. All right. So we have five more minutes to answer questions. And then we're going to make... Part two. Uh, Amanda asked, what level were were you at LuLaRoe? Yeah, we answered that one. Trainer... Uh, Beth wants to know if Deanna ever invited you to go to Tijuana. I don't think Deanna invited me to go to Tijuana. No. I don't think she did. That did not happen. No. uh, I was never invited to Tijuana Skinnies. I think that was gone by the time we got there. Uh, I've heard this come up a lot. Was the Mexico surgery thing real? Yeah. Yeah. It was real. But I've seen online people talk about how Deanne would like pay for it for people. That did not happen. Right. They, it was just basically or a people. or for it was, it, people like were never pressure. forced. People yeah. were never pressured that I that know that of know. that it, I know of. But again, we joined after most of the people in the documentary right. left. So, so also keep in mind, um, medical tourism. That's a thing. Like, that's, that's not exclusive to LuLaRoe. Oh, yeah. I kind of want to go to Mexico and get my eyebrows microbladed. I don't want you to do that. I don't like that look. Oh, my God. John, I fill in my eyebrows every day. It would save me there, so much time. The, uh, you know what? No, I don't like that. I'm going to go Groucho. No, you're going to like it. it. Um, and also, like, people do surgeries in Mexico. Like, it's a thing. All right. Did you get, uh, Taylor asked, did you get a I was done. So I think it was just like a referral thing. Like, hey, if you want this, I have a referral for you. Yeah. But how often do we refer things to people? Yeah. I mean, I was just talking about White Claws a little while ago. You were. So. I'm ready for one. All right. Taylor asked, did you get a lot of damage uh, slash stinky stuff? There were, I want to say, two times where we got things with very strong odors and it was funny because holly was with us at the time and she like opened a package because we opened every single package that's just how lula was 
And she'd open it and she'd be like, oh my gosh, you've got to smell this. And then it would, it would stink. I think it was ink, like a specific ink. Didn't we get something wet one time? We got one wet thing or maybe once or twice we got something yeah. wet. And I don't know how it got wet. I don't know. So I think when they like make things, I don't know. If, I don't know. But what I did was. I put it in a bag right. and I sent it back and I got my money back. Yeah. If something was damaged, we didn't sell it. Right. If something was stinky, we did not no. sell it. If something was wet, we did not sell it. We were never told by any level to put things in the freezer to get a stink out to sell it from the warehouse. Well, I, I we were never told that. Maybe other people were, but we were not. I, I will tell you where we got stinky items from. I'm gonna I'm gonna get I, real right I, now. And those people real, are no longer around, so I'm gonna get real right now with this. Okay, do you wanna say it at the same time? Returns. We got them from our customers. We got them from customers. Yeah. People would wear things and you could tell it's been you know if something's been worn. Yeah. And they'd return it and they were smokers. Yeah. And they had dogs. Yep. Yeah. And we would get returns back from people, which we took every B-O. return. We took every return. We took every return. You know, it, it, stinky crotch. We've gotten stinky crotch stuff back from people too. We did. We never resold any of it. Yeah. So none of it. And we and we always refunded. Yeah, you know, like even if, if we were like Nordstrom's that way. We were. Like if so, so, but we would get we would get stinky returns from customers, and it was like, oh my god. What are we going to do? Yeah, I mean, it's not like you can go to your customer. Hey, by the way, um, we got your item back. It uh, totally had cigarette smoke and BO. Um, yeah. You know, we can't accept it. Like, we, it was it was completely within our right to not accept it, but we yeah. did. Okay, we're at 54 minutes And right we now. revised our return policy, too, to... Uh to accommodate for that so we're going to take a break we're going to come back in part two in just a second you did a great job listening to my mommy don't forget to visit us at happytracy.com that's happy with a y and tracy with an i 